Love Talk Radio.
If we'll reach out to him right now, he'll reach back to us. I begin to just sing the song, and I meant for the spirit to follow me. I begin to feel the spirit of God moving on me. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We have not because we ask not. And we need to ask God to teach us how to let things go that shouldn't be. Lord, teach me how to let the flesh go so that you can live in me and through me and I can obey you. Let me share this with you. I uh, wanted to get my lanai cleaned up. And I had a guy, well, two different guys I used to use to clean it, and they do a thorough job. But I couldn't get a hold of them guys for the sake of me yesterday. And when one wrote back, it was too late. So I'm in a thing called neighborhood. And it's according to where you live and what subdivision you live in, that kind of thing. So uh, last year, this guy had put a, a thing out saying he needed a sweet potato pie. Uh, is it anybody where I live who can make a sweet potato pie? <laughs> well, y'all... You don't know, but mm-mm, you don't want the sweet potato pies out of here. So I told him, I said, yeah, I can make a sweet potato pie. He said, would you make me one? I said, yeah. I made him the pie. He met me at Publix, it's a, a supermarket, got the pie. In about 15 minutes, he sent me a picture of his wife that ate half of the pie. Oh, my wife loved it. <laughs> I said, oh, we family now. I'm coming to your house for Christmas. We family now. It was close to the holidays, but I wasn't able to do Christmas like I usually do last year because I had that cold. Where the guy come, the same man came and he said on his way here, he was praying, Lord, what the charge? He said, God told him $50. When he got in, I showed him the job. He said he was saying to himself, but this is bigger than $50. He said, but he wanted to be obedient, so he said, well, God said $50. I told him, I said, don't worry about that. God got you. <laughs> he know how much this is worth, the work, you know. We stood out there and began to talk about the things of God, and the Lord began to use my mouth to tell him some things. He he was crying and, and walking around like with his fist balled up, and he was telling me what him and his wife talked about yesterday morning because I know he loved his wife, and that's a good thing. He shared his testimony. He said, if you telling me that today, that gives me hope. That you don't understand. Yes, I do understand, brother. God is who he say he is. And you know what? I'm going to let you know this. Sometimes God will allow us to get down in situations that we can't change. He allowed this because he, we down where we can't change it. But if we look up and keep looking up to him, the scriptures say, I will look to the hills from which cometh my help. All of my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. But when we focus too much in the natural, it'll take over. And we'll start feeling in the natural. And that's not what we're supposed to do. No need to feel in the natural. We got to just have faith and trust God. 
because he see and he know what's going on. He made you. I don't care what you think you're doing, what you thought you did, who you think you are. If you came to Jesus and asked him to save you, come into your heart and live. That's what he did. But you got to believe that. And we got to believe we belong to him, no matter what we feel, how we feel it, uh, many times what we say, because God know what we say and it's not true. Yeah, it's not true. Even uh, uh, even in joking sometimes, and I know uh, uh, we got to be careful with all of that. I, I, I've seen people with children. One lady, she had about six. Three girls, three boys. And uh, uh, two young ones was running to me. They was running to me. And I said, wait a minute, what are they running to me for? I don't like children. So when the mom... Uh, got there to get them, you know, to take them back, you know, because they just uh, went crazy when they saw me. I said, ma'am, I don't like children. But what had happened before she got there, see, I had to pick one up and was hugging on the other one and hugging the one I had picked up. And I said, ma'am, I don't like children. She just, she just screamed, just, just screamed. She's laughing. I said, ma'am, you laughing. I said, but I don't have nothing for children. She bent over and had a hand, let the other children go, had a hand on her knee. Oh, that thing just tickled her. And uh, I put the baby down, and uh, she she got the baby, and then she got the little girl hand and got the rest of it standing all around us and everything. And uh, the, the, the second one from the baby said, I want to go with her, Mommy. She was like, well, I don't know if she'll take you with her. I said, yeah, she can go. So when I looked up, it was a little spot over there where you buy chips and drinks and stuff like that. I said, well, let's let's go over here and see what they have. And went on over there. But see, God knew. That was just a joke. (laughs) I love children. And and if I have to deal with them, I can. Because he's going to lead in God and what needs to be done for these children. So a lot of times we're going through things and we really, the devil keeps telling us that's who we are and this is what we are. No, ma'am and no, sir. You're a child of them. I don't care what's been said to you and what's been done to you. If you came to him and you've met him for real, you'll never be the same and you belong to him. Even in your obedience state. Even in your backslidden state. He, the scriptures say he's married to the backslide. But sometimes we allow ourselves to get down in things because what's been done to us or what's being, you know, what's being done to us. And sometimes fear has come in. But even that, we got to trust God because he didn't give us the spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. You just got to make your mind up what you really want to do. Yeah, make your mind up what you really want to do. Look, I was in my sin, and there was this man, and I was afraid of him. Listen now, I'm in my sins, I said. I didn't say I was saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost still. And I thought I was living my best life. 
because I had never had a man to give things to me like this one did and be there for me like this one was. And I was kind of fearful of him because I saw the gift come without repentance now. And I wanted a way out, but I was scared to get out. I was scared to come out. Let me tell you what the Lord did. Send him straight to prison. Y'all hear me? Locked him up in the charge he had. He couldn't even get out on bond. I'm still trying to hold on to him. I'm still trying, because of the things he had done, the good things, I'm still trying to, the Lord let me held on for two years. At the end of that two years, he cut it off. He told me, don't write me no more. Don't contact me no more. I can't do prison time and, and, and free world time. I can't do your time and mine out here. So just let me go. Can you let me go? I said, yeah, I'll let you go. And was able to let him go. I was going to still fearful, but I was going to still hold on to him. But the Lord looked beyond my fault and yet met my needs. I had been to church. I had had some church people to come over and they tried to explain the Bible to me. And, and some things I understood, but I wasn't really trying to understand during that time. I was living in sin. But the Lord had a date set years later when I would fully come to him and never turn back to the world. But I had to wait. It was some years between that and me getting saved for real, me coming to God for real. I knew of him. I heard about him, but I didn't know him. And when I got the opportunity to know him, but I had to pray for that. Lord, if you're real, I want to be just as real in you as you are real. I, I want to believe you're real, but I don't know. See, I go to God with these kind of prayers, the real thing. Y'all don't hold nothing back. Lord, I need you to do this, this, and this because I can't. I want to. I think I want to. But, Lord, I, I need your help with this. I can't do it by myself. Someday, Lord, I'm yours. You made me for your pleasure, and I want to please you. The spirit is indeed willing, but God is my flesh that's weak. Tell me to let my flesh go. Teach me how to let my flesh die so you can live, and that light can be bright in the world. Because the believer is a light unto the world. We're that candle that sit on the hill that can't be hid. Oh, yeah. We're what give the earth its savor, its flavor. See, the earth don't have no flavor without us. There's no salt in it. But because we are here with the salt of the earth, we would give the earth and keeping it going. Because if we wasn't here and God wasn't continuing to draw he would have been ended all of this. Yeah. Because he gave the world much time to get it, but they won't hear. They won't believe. He would have been ended this situation. But because he loved, for God is love. That means he loved the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
but he only respects those that have accepted him, that has become his. And his word says we belong to him if we obey him. So we got to make up our mind that for God I live or for God I die, Lord, I want to be 100% yours. I don't want to belong to the world or my flesh in any kind of way. I only want you, but I can't do it without your help. If you don't do it, it won't get done. I tell them that about money. I tell them that about any situation. Lord, if you don't do it, it won't get done. I can't do it. I drove off the car lot with the brand new truck. I told him, I said, Lord, I love this truck. But if you don't give it to me, if you don't do it for me and make the payments, I can't. Lord, you know I can't. I went on home, drove the truck home, went to bed, woke up the next morning, went to my cafe and stirred up pots or whatever I had to do and went on to the car dealership. I couldn't get that car back for all the tea in China, looks like. They got all the stuff out of my truck, put it in the new truck, and away I went. Was making my payments, then I had a, a few problems, couldn't make the payments. I sit in the garage and pray and talk to the Lord. He opened a door. Yeah. Shante had so much on her plate she was doing for me. I couldn't ask the baby that Shante make these payments too. That's crazy. But I told him who gave it to me about it. And I would tell him like this. I said, Lord, uh, would you go ahead and give me the truck money? These people going to be calling me in a minute because I, I, I don't have the money to make the payment. I said, so could you go ahead and give me the truck payment money? And I believe that thing. And the door would come open. Well, after a few months, he gave me an income that was a budget just for the truck. Y'all don't understand. He gave me a budget, an income budget, just to pay the truck note. And look, at first it wasn't enough. But he added to it, and he added to it until it became enough for me to make pay the truck off. Do you hear me? They write me right now and showing me all the brand new wraps. Now keep all of that. I got what I want, and I am going to stay right there with what I got. Now I I I have been saying I'm gonna get a new truck. I have been saying that, and I told the Lord. I said, Lord. I want a new truck, but I don't want no car payments. I want a brand new. I want to tear the paper off it myself, but I don't want no monthly payment. And I let it go, and I'm whistling and going on down the street, driving what he already gave me. Huh? <laughs> God is faithful. If we could just wake up and focus and be faithful to him, I had the lady to come and say, well, I listen to you, but you was all in my business. Well, later, I don't know you are your business. It had to be God. How would I know what you're going through? Come on now, and I'm not there with you. I don't know your business like that. Only God can show me specifics. If I tell you specifics, that means God told you that. Even on the surface sometimes, he'll speak. Sometimes people call me back and say, hey, you know you said this. this." I said, really? To myself. Did you write it down? Because I don't remember. Because it wasn't from me. It was from on high. God loves us. Listen, I don't care what you're going through. 
I don't care who you think you are. I don't care how much wrong you think you've done. He yet loved you. And guess what he know about you? The very intent of your heart. Do you hear me this morning? He knows the very intent of your heart. He know the flesh kicking up. The old man come back. He even know this. That's not what you truly desire. So he looking at you. I'm a blessing. I am going to bless him. I'm, you know what? He keep hitting his head against the same wall. I'm about to stop this. Because that's not what he really want to do. He really want to serve me wholeheartedly. He keep focusing on what he's going through. So I'm going to stop what he's going through and see if he can focus on me. I'm going to stop what he's going through and see if he can become joyful and happy. Seek my face and turn from his wicked ways. Let's see if he'll praise me. Let's see if he'll worship me. Let's see if he'll stay with me. Because we can leave God, but he won't leave us. <laughs> it's a contract. Let me show you. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. You left him, but the contract is still valid. That contract is still valid. And anytime you come back to him, his hands is, his arms are open wide. It, it, it can be like the prodigal son situation. You don't went home to go do your righteous living and spend all that God had gave you. You, you better roll it, then. You better roll it, that 2012 Dodge Charger. I mean, it is nice. I'll take it right now if you're not interested no more. Yeah, I'll take that Charger right now. Good morning, honey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We done went and did all we wanted to do. So sometimes God will let you go through a long time with all that you talking about and think, thinking about it. You ain't fully in God and just, just all of that. He'll let you go on through that for a while. Then all of a sudden it'll hit you. Why am I crazy? Why am I thinking like this? Why am I doing this? When God been good to me, he told me things and he brought it to pass and now I'm going to be out here eating out the hall pen, eating the slop. I'm going back to my father because when I stay with him, I have steak on the table. Potatoes on the table. Good Oh, good flavor for mashed potatoes. The, the gravy bowl is over there. Y'all know I love food. Why am I eating at the hog pen? I'm going home. And we come on back to God. Let me tell y'all something. I have been in what people have told me, oh, that's a dry place. No, I wasn't really in no dry place. I don't think I was. I was just in a place where God wasn't moving in that way. And he told me to get some rest because when he brought me out, I was going to be busy. And it wouldn't be a time for sleeping during the day, napping and all of that. It would be a time of, of work. But I, I felt like I wasn't doing the wheel. I, 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 I felt like, uh, well, well, I need somebody to, to say something about you too. He said a thing. And he didn't do a thing. I said rest. Because when I bring you out of this, there will be no period of rest, extra rest for you. 
You won't be able to take no power nap and this and that like you used to. You won't be able to go on long two-hour lunch breaks. No, ma'am. So go on and get some rest. Shantae would tell me, Mama, you need to take a nap during the day. I would get upset with her. Shut your mouth. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Mama, uh, I don't want to hear that. I'm working. I'm this. I'm that. I'm going to finish this up. Had me a thing, bought me a box see-through glass that you could put all your arts and crafts in. Oh, I was going to sew. I was going to make pillows. I was going to crochet hats and footies. Oh, I was just going to do it up. Now, I, I ask you to rest. Because when you come out of this, again, there will be no periods of rest like you used to now. So go on and sleep. Go on and do this. Stop doing that. And people would be telling me. I'm like, no, I'm working. Because I can't stand nobody to call me and say, well, Barbara, uh, this and this is going on. Uh-uh. I got to listen. And while I'm listening, I'm praying and my mind turning because, Lord, there's a solution. I need you to give me the solution for these people or for this person. Yeah, all that kind of thing. Rest wouldn't do it. When the resting period ends, Without me getting the proper rest, I ended up sick. Y'all hear what I say? We got to focus. Then take focus. When I came to God, I had to come with a well-made-up mind. And daily we wake up, we have to have a well-made-up mind. If not, the flesh will deceive you, and that devil will come in and help it. Yeah. Now, you got the same thing. You have the same opportunity. The same things are afforded to you. But the devil will tell you, hey, look at Joan. Look at how she's doing it. Look what she got. She ain't this and she ain't that. But look at me. I ain't got it. I'm this. I'm that. My nails short. They won't grow. My hair short. It won't grow. Look at Joan. She got a full head of natural hair. Look at her nails. You never went to the doctor and got vitamin D that you take once a week to keep your nails strong, keep your skin healthy, makes your hair grow. You never took no vitamins. You're out there eating popcorn, which is not good for you. You you eating uh, what we call top ramen noodles, romaine noodles, with the seasoned salty, full of sodium packets. But you looking at what Joan got, but you're not doing what she's doing. Yeah, I know, and that's a spirit of jealousy. And there's no need for that because God made us individual, and He made each one of us. Unique. You're different than anybody else. I don't care what's been said, how it's been said, and what's being done. You are different. You're unique. You're one of a kind. You are of a royal priesthood. You're a peculiar person. Not like everybody else. You didn't make it that way. I'm like Janet Jackson. You, he gave you your own mind to let you make your own decisions. That's what he did. 
But many times we looking at other people and other stuff and we measuring up. No need for me to measure up with nobody. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that. I'm Barbara. That's who we made and that's who I want to remain. A lot of the new wave, new age stuff, I can't go with it. Witchcraft, this, that, and the others in it. That's not God. I'm not going to be a part of it. And it's not God. And everybody jumping on it. The church folks, the church people, the pastor, everybody, the pastor, everybody going for it. And I, 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 I feel like an outcast some days because I can't go for that. I know better. Yeah. Hope come out the same, and I, no, I, I can't even go with that right now. But they're not singing unto God, they're singing unto man, and they're singing for money. From daughter, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, I want to be a cheerful giver. And I don't want to be doing what other people do. I want to do what God will have me to do. I want to be led by the Spirit of God, not by the thoughts of Barbara, because it's going to be a mess in the end. It's going to be some foolishness, some nonsense in the end. Lord, help me not to be a fool. That's my prayer. But at age 65, two or three days from being 66, Lord, help me to see that you have given me wisdom. I'm not doing what other older ladies do, older girls. I'm not doing what older girls do. You gave me my own mind. And you allow me to make my own decisions in you, to delight myself in you. To remember you all day. Keep my mind on you. To remember what your word said in Proverbs. See, sometimes this thing, we, we, we have no control. We're going through some things. But we just stay right there on Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Just stay right there as long as we can. And just let everything else play out. God got us. You're, you're not going nowhere. You're not going to die. <laughs> you might get sick, but you won't die. He's not finished with you yet. He's not through with you. You shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. The sickness is not unto death. And we got to be careful. Again, that devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. When we're sick, he'll come in and try to kill us. He'll come in and try to put more things on us. We're thinking this way. We're doing that way. Because he's trying to bombard us. Oh, look how that feels. Oh, this, that, and the other. Look at here. Many in the Bible was on sick beds. Many in the Bible was on sick beds. That was a man who was not professing, who was by the pool, but he couldn't get in the water when the angels troubled the water because when he couldn't get up that quick. And when he tried, by the time he get up, the angels was through trouble in the water. He never did get in it. But look what happened to him. Jesus come and asked him, would he be healed? He didn't ask him, do you want to get in the pool when the angels troubled the water? 
He had the son of the true and living God asking him, would he be healed? All power was right there before him. Hey, glory, hallelujah. This morning, I promise you, all power is right there asking you, are you willing to be healed today? Are you willing to come and go with me and stay with me today? All power. I know it don't feel right sometimes. I know you don't feel nothing. And you and the enemy have been talking to you. But this morning, he's asking you, will you be healed? Will you come with me and stay with me? Will you focus on me? Will you remember when I did this for you? Will you remember when I did that? I'm the same God. I can do what you need me to do today. Come unto me. Come on, come in, come in. All that are burdened and heavy laden. Hallelujah. And I will give you rest. Ooh, take your yoke upon me. Take my yoke upon me. And learn of me. And see, in that learning part, you got to get on them knees and seek God like you never sought after him before. Lord, I got to know today that you are my God. I need to know today that you're here with me. I need to know something today. I need you to move in my situation. Lord, I don't want to be sick. Lord, I don't want to be hurting. I want to be healed. Do it for me today. You got to get down there and talk to him. Look at David. David had to talk to him. Do you think that thing was easy and the king was after this boy? The king was going to kill. Saul was going to kill David. It wasn't no joke. He wasn't playing. Send for David. David come over there because them evil spirits done come on him. And David played a harp and the spirits go away. They come back and he throw the, the javelin at him. He, he throw the knife at him and, and try to kill him. After he done played the harp to soothe you because you going through on that terrible time. And we're going to look back and not think it come from a, a generation of curse. Stop all of that. It stops with you. It stops with your anointing that God has given unto you. I don't care what you think and what you think you're not doing and what you're going through is I ain't pleasing God and he angry with me. God is not angry with you. He knew what you would do before you entered your mother's womb. He didn't wake up one day and go, oh, oh look at Barbara. She said a cuss word. No, he already, he already knew. Look at Barbara. She done got mad and gave them a piece of her mind. I didn't cuss them out, but I told them like it was. He wasn't surprised. Oh, oh, Barbara, my servant. Oh, she just had told him off. No, God ain't with that. He already knew because he know me. He made me. He know what's in me. He know what I'm capable of doing. He know what I'm not capable of doing. He know when that old man come up, I got to get somewhere. I got to get quiet, and I got to pray like I ain't never prayed. I got to bind that thing up in the name of Jesus, because he said that that I bind on earth, he'll bind it in heaven. That that I loose on earth, he'll loose it in heaven. And I mean it. You got to go today. I'm not going to talk to people in a kind of way. I'm not going to go over there where they're doing what I used to do, what I really enjoyed doing when I was in the world. No, I'm not going to do that. 
And Lord, that thing keeps coming back to me. You remember how you used to dance? If you start dancing again, you're going to lose all that weight. But I guess I'm going to be fat for a while. <laughs> because I'm not doing it. I came out from among them to be separated. He's my God and I'm his people. I'm his daughter. He didn't just call me. He chose me for things. So I want to do his will. Run this race until he called my name and beckoned for me. One day he going to do that for me. Come here. You tired? Let me give you a little rest. Take me on up out of here. The next time I wake up, I'm coming back with him to judge the world. Huh? We got things that, that belong to us that if we let this devil defeat us in thoughts and things and deeds and, and, and actions, we're going to miss what God has for us at the mansion. He got it for us. A name nobody else can call but him. Special name. Streets paved in gold. This is no joke. I know people think it is, and they talk all about it, and it's a lie. No, ma'am. I'm telling you what he pleased with this morning, and that's the truth. He got a white robe for you, a white gown for you. It's so white, it's, it's impossible for those of the earth to look upon that white gown. He's going to give you a crown. I'm from the South, you know, and I often share. I like the big diamonds and the big rubies and the big emeralds, big sapphires, big amethyst, and topaz. I like the big diamonds. I want you to see what I'm working with. But I got the labor. I got to resist the devil so he can flee. He going to come back. Every time you resist him, he coming back. But guess what? Every time he come back, I'm going to send him back to hell. He is angry in his hour at the things that God is about to do for his people. If you're going through, he is angry. He didn't defeat you, and he is angry because he can't stop the uncommon miracles of God that's coming your way. Now, I'm telling you this morning, because he's been showing, I'm talking about showing his cane. Just shining it up, buffed it up so it can be bright so he can show it. Oh, but great is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'm the head this morning and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. No weapon. I don't care who brought it. I don't care who put it together. I don't care about the witchcraft. I don't care about the this and the that and the lies and the that. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. I said you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus that loves you. And if you don't do nothing, he's going to bless you. <laughs> and in a minute, he's going to put the devil on down the road. And guess what? He's going to regulate your mind. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Just keep living. But I want to ask you to tell him thank you. Just tell him thank you. You ain't got to tell him what you're thinking him for. Just tell him thank you because he's worthy. That devil is something serious. Fooling with me. <laughs> and every time I look around, God open a door. Huh? He opened a door. I'm like, my goodness, look at this. Hadn't been feeling well. That youngest boy, you know, the one who worked <laughs> the sheriff's office and gave me the lunch yesterday. They were out this way getting a car service. 
And uh, I went to lunch with him at Sonny's. You talking about a good time. <laughs> oh, he had me laugh. You would have to know him. And I had him rolling at that thing. The, the lady come and said, uh, the, the wait, waiter, come and said, uh, is this on one check? You know, all together, is this separate? I said, separate. He he rolled his eyes and looked up in the sky. And, and he told his friend, you know, this lady is just too much for me. He said, ma'am, it's all on one check, ma'am. I said, I got money. He just started He just started laughing. I didn't ask you if you had no money. And the lady didn't ask you if you had no money. The lady asked me, the man at the table, would it, you done jumped up and answered. But I fixed it, mama. <laughs> you talking about a good cat. We had so much fun. And then for his friend's birthday, he bought her a special uh, vehicle. And they called the name of it, but I didn't know what it was. I said, well, what is that? She, come on, let me show you. And we get out there, and we looking at it, and she showed me where the trunk inside the thing. And she said, give me that cup out of there. And then she put something else in there, and they were just showing off with it, you know, showing me everything you do. And uh, people, you know, were passing by and they was asking questions. And, but they always do him like that. They always, he didn't have his uniform on, but they always asking him a bunch of questions. He took me out to this place where I could select the seafood that I wanted. I could pick the biggest fish, the biggest shrimp, and they take it in the back and cook it. So when I walked in the door, I seen the man with the police uniform, Shante was with me. I said, Shante. I said, the police in here, something going on. You know, I was getting ready to get on back up out of there because, hey, what done went on in here, I don't want to be nothing with it. And so um, she looked, she said, Mama, that's childish. <laughs> I was kind of embarrassed and tickled at the same time. Look, I had no plans on going to lunch with, I was hungry though, but I <laughs> have no plans on going to lunch with nobody eating no grilled chicken. And he showed up on the scene and blessed me real good. The Lord. You see? Let go today if you can. And I know some people say, Bob, I know you're telling me to let go, but you, you, you don't understand. Let me tell you something. God does. You're not just letting it go to anybody. You're letting it go to him that made the heavens and the earth. You're letting it go to him that can fix it and it never be broken again. But if you go hold on to it, he can't fix it. And if he's going to fix it, you got to let it go. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. He loves us. He's right here for us. Reach out to him. He's going to reach right back out to you. Tell him what you want. You heard the song, right? It said Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want, not your flesh. I done told my flesh many times, we ain't going to eat no more fried chicken. We ain't going to eat no more gravy over mashed potatoes. Don't you bake another pound cake. When I find myself, I got the fried chicken, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, and the coleslaw on the plate and reach over for the biscuit. Big, fluffy, buttery biscuit. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. 
But I told me we wasn't going to do that. No more. Looked around the pound cake in the glass cake dish that's smiling at me. I'm telling lying to myself, to me, you baked it, but you don't have to eat it. Well, what's the point? What you baked it for? Then, then I tell me, okay, well, give them a nice hunk, give them a nice hunk, and you ain't got but a little bit left. No, they ain't getting a bigger hunk as they should be getting because I'm keeping hunks <laughs> back here for me. But I said we wasn't going to do that no more. Find myself doing it again. I had to strip down and go to the Lord and just let him know, Lord, no more sugar. Sugar killing me, Lord. It's addictive. When I had a problem with me and I went to the Lord, he straightened it out. Them lustful spirits had to go. They was crazy. Anything that's not in Jesus and Jesus is not in it, to me, it's crazy. Because who's regulating your mind? Who's regulating your strategies? Who's regulating what you do? That's why we need the spirit to keep us from doing crazy stuff. Jerry said, I don't want cake, I want cookies. Okay, uh, uh, Jerry cried, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful. And sometimes we just careless. Yeah, we just careless. And find ourselves in places where we should not be. But it's okay today. No matter where you're at. He said if you go into hell, if you're down in hell, he's going to come and see about you. So it make no difference what we're going through today. We keep looking to the hills. We keep telling God thank you until he worked this thing out in us. Because I'm telling you, after a while, he's going to remind you, go home. You can go home. Stop eating the slop. Go home. And then he's going to come in and he's going to regulate your mind so you don't go back out and go back to the slop. He's got the power. I'm telling you what he pleased with this morning. He's got the power to turn it around for us, to make bad good, to make evil good. But we got to believe and focus. Don't take a whole lot. And the more you begin to tell him thank you, you ain't got to tell him what for. Just tell him thank you. He's going to work it out for you. If he chose you for something, if he called you for something, you are that. I don't care what uh, your mind telling you and the devil telling you and, and whatever going on. Uh-uh. He called you. He chose you to do it. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's all right today, February the 23rd, 2023, in Jesus' name. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. That devil want us to give up. He want us to just stop and just give up. And after a while, he can come in and take our entire life. He can destroy it. Because we done gave up. And we're no longer really, truly looking to the hills. We're listening to our flesh. And the devil done come in with him uh, to fool around. Not today. I want nothing to do with it. Not today. And no other day. I belong to Almighty God. Hallelujah. Listen, let me go to one more request. And uh, when we come back, 
we're coming back praying this morning. And um, God is able to see us through. Hallelujah. It was meant to kill me, sin to destroy me. And I thought that it would, and I thought that it should. Cause I messed up so many times, I went left when you said right. I'll understand if you wanna let me go, let me go, let me go. But you held on to me, and you wouldn't let me go, and you wouldn't let me go. And what the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. What the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. I thought that it was, yeah. 
It only made me better. That's so true. Because that's true for me. He said, go left. I went right. And guess what? Sometimes he have to come and get you. You can't go back on your own to go left. He have to come out and pick you up and bring you back to where he said for you to be. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. Hallelujah. So, Sir Jerry, it's going to work for your good. What you thought was going to kill you, only going to make you better. Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, we just keep looking to the hills from which cometh our help. All our help comes from the Lord. Who made the heavens and the earth? Now, look, if he made the heavens and the earth, what is it he can't do for you? There's nothing he can't do. He's got all the power, and all power is on your side. Some days I think that they don't want to kick something over. All power. I got a friend in Jesus, the son of the true and living God. I'm joined as with him. I'm related to him through the blood, the soul-cleansing blood, the sin-cleansing blood. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him. So no matter where we are, what we think we've done, what we think, look, you made a contract with him. He's not going to void the contract. It's still valid. He's just waiting on you to come out the valley of self-pity and worration and all the crazy stuff. He's just waiting on you to come on. You're going to stop eating out the hog pen and go home where the table is spread and the feast of God is going on. He's going to regulate your mind so you'll start thinking, right, let me go in here and pray. Let me let me find that scripture that said, I'm going to hold on. To what she said, it was Proverbs 3, 5, and 7. Oh, she said, go all the way through there and do what it say and focus on it, meditate on it, walk in it. Yeah, it's, she said it's one thing to quote it, but it's another thing to do it. Yeah, let me get there. Because God has fixed your heart and he's regulating your mind now. See, because we want to do it. We want to stop drinking. We want to stop smoking. We want to stop smoking weed and, and, and doing dope or whatever we do. We want to stop fornicating. We want to stop committing adultery. Without him, you're not going to do it. you got to have him. <laughs> because if he don't do it through you, you won't get it done. And if you really want it to stop, he'll come in when you least. Right there while you're hitting on that toke of weed, you'll lose the taste. Well, ugh. Ugh. Oh, this stinks so bad. And look, I don't even feel nothing but a headache. I ain't doing this no more. Oh, that thing hurt me so bad. My head just about to crack open. Yeah, I ain't going to never hit another toke of weed. He got a mighty sweet way. Mighty sweet way. Good morning, Brother Perry. Brother George West in the house this morning. <laughs> God bless you. You know, I, I talked about you the other day. I said, well, look here. I ain't heard from Brother Perry in a minute. I, I need Brother Perry to be checking in. <laughs> and I, I looked for your email because I got that email. I said, now, if I find this email, I'm going to hit him up to see what's going on. I ain't seen him in a few minutes. Lo and behold, here you come today. See, God have a, a, a set timing. Yeah, he, to answer your prayer. Every now and then, I need to see Brother D. Brother Anthony going to check in every now and then, but every now and then I need Brother D to get on over there and do what he needs to do. I, if I see that number of the area code and that number, I'm good. 
I see Brother Perry in the chat room. Yeah, I'm good. Hallelujah. And uh, Brother Perry, Brother Frank passed away. Yeah, Brother Frank passed away. And they're having his homegoing celebration in Nevada, Las Vegas, on March the 11th. So we send in a, a, a humongous plant, and we send in the family a, a, a huge um, sympathy card, as they call it. Yeah, Brother Frank. We, I got to talk to him because he was in the hospital. And when I would call him, I, I knew he was sick. You know, you could hear. But once we he realized it was me, oh, he perked up. If Jerry called him, if anybody, Irene called him, if anybody called him, he perked right up. Yeah, because he, he, he wanted to live and not die. Yeah. Okay, yes, sir, I will let you know, uh, uh, Brother Perry. God bless you. God bless you. Good to have a brother like this aboard. <laughs> yeah, because I remember his testimony. I remember one day he just came in and the Lord put it on his heart and he just prayed for me. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright. God bless you this morning. Yeah. And he prayed the prayer of faith for me. That excited me so. And Shante would remind me about that thing. It, it, Mama, you remember the brother prayed for? Yeah, I remember. Who would forget somebody just, the Lord sent me in just like that to pray. And pray for me. No, I, I won't forget that right there. Never, ever. So we're thankful this morning unto God. Listen, I got to pray. I got to pray. I didn't even get there yet. And uh, it's just going to be a short, sweet prayer. And uh, we're moving on this morning in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your way, not our way. Our way is flawed. But God, your way is the perfect way. We thank you for all you've done for us this morning already. Great and mighty things. Thank you for what you're doing right now, Father. And we thank you for what you're going to do. Again, great and mighty things for your people. Father, I bring every call and every listener before you this morning. Ask today, O oh God, that you would lead and guide them in the right path for your name's sake today. Lord, show them the way to grow even the more in you. Show them the way to become more obedient unto you. And Lord, those that are going through in this hour, we ask that you would encourage them and you lift them up, O oh God. Because you know the way to lift up your people. You know what's best for them. And Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. And Father, we give you praise for there's none like you. Help us today. Help us in the name of Jesus. We need you this morning. And Father, we can't make it without you. Without you, we can do nothing. We need you right now in this hour. Move, Father, for you, for the sake of your people. Strengthen us in this hour because the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But, Father, we know it's you that come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We bind up every evil and hindering and negative spirit that's coming our way. And, Father, we loose the abundant life that you have for us this day, February 23rd, 2023, in Jesus' name. Bless our family and friends near and far. Father, not only that, but God, move for them in a mighty way. Those that are unsaved, let us say something that will draw them unto you. 
and that they would give their lives to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to obey you today. Help us to do what's pleasing and the things that you can accept in the precious name of Jesus we ask. Those that stand in the need of finances this morning, Father, open the windows for our uncommon financial blessings to your people today in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here. Move by your spirit for the sake of us, your people, in the name of Jesus. Touch those that are sick this morning and heal. Father, dried up from the root that it never comes back in the name of Jesus, whatever it may be today. Bless this segment again this morning. We asking that you would have your way here because if you feed us, Lord, we're going to be thoroughly fed and we'll have everything that we need to grow the more in you. Have your way. In Jesus' name again, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Brother Perry. God bless you, man. I thank God for you this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about this today, the ways of the true believer. Anybody know anything about that true believer? Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. But I want to get one more uh, out, one more request. Got quite a few, and I got to go back and, and download some more. But I want to get this one out this morning, and then we're going to talk about our topic of the day. Yeah, put your hands together right now. Listen, I don't know where you're listening to this at. Maybe you're in your car, you're at the crib, maybe at the mall, the country club, maybe in the hospital. You could even be on lockdown. But I dare you to get this in your spirit, speak to your situation and say, I will live, I will live, oh yeah, everything in me, everything in me, will do the same, all that inside and I know that's right, huh? You might as well put your hands together. Freddie P, can you let him know something? I will Can you help me? Every instrument. 
until he realized if I, she said, don't touch it. And if I do, I'm going to get a spank. I mind. Back in the day about the university, I used to hear him say, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And it is. If you're wasting it outside of Jesus, that's the only way you're going to waste it. But if you're in him, you're not wasting. Again, this morning, he coming to see about you. And it does not mean that you don't truly believe God just because you're going through some things. I worked in drug and alcohol, mental health, all of that. And I still work mental health until this day. But look, a lot of people came with the mental health problem, but they wasn't crazy. <laughs> they just had to get their mind regulated. Somebody had to be there to help them to get back on the right track. Some of these people got on the right track and they went on about their business and nothing happened to them. Uh, they didn't have to go to the crazy houses. They called it the third floor at the hospital. Uh, they, were, they didn't have to get back on medication or get on medication. They just need some guidance temporarily. And once they got that, they went on. The scripture says, as any man being Christ, he's a new creature. You're brand new. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. But God give us the freedom to go back and think of anything we want to think. He give us the freedom to look at ourselves and take self-inventory. You can think anything about yourself that you want to, but this is what I know today. I want to think of what he said about me. He said, I'm a new creature, old things passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I want to stay right there. I don't want to go back and anybody trying to tell me about back there, I don't want to hear it. Don't, don't talk to me about my past. I'm brand new. <laughs> Got a new attitude. The only way I want to think back there in my past is I want to bring it to you as a testimony and anybody else what God did, how he delivered me. I've been set free. That's what I want out here. Not that old past. Yeah. In, in in prison and jail, we call them war stories. Thank you, Sister Dodd. God bless you. Yeah, we call them war stories. And if you see a group of women sitting around together, they smoking, drinking, coughing, drinking tang. T-A-N-G. Did I say it right? Tang. They telling war stories. They, they, they talking about when they was out there and I was shooting dope. When I was out there, how much cocaine I, I shot or, or snorted and shot, all these kind of stories. How many people I robbed. They called the men who go with prostitutes, Johns. How many Johns I beat. All this, they, that's what they're sitting around in these groups talking about. Yeah. When I first got there, I was in a group with some homies from Jacksonville, from Duval County. And that's what they talked about. They, I couldn't talk about war stories. I didn't have none like that. I came from home. I was a homemaker with children. So I couldn't talk about my war stories. So they telling me all of this. And they passing the cigarette. Hey, Bob, yeah. And we smoking. I'm drinking tang. They drinking coffee and tang. It was four of us. And they telling me how they used to go in the store and rob. 
how they would go in the store and steal a whole rack of dresses in every size and every color. And in my little peanut mind, I'm thinking, who could do that? What kind of people do that? And this where I'm at with me. Look now, before you come to Jesus, you know, you think your stuff wasn't bad as other people. I was like, they deserve to be here, but I don't. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. One say, yeah, man, I used to have customers, you know, at other stores, and they would tell me, hey, make sure you take the, 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 the tag off them, you know, the, 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 the tracking number, and, and bring me as many of those as you can get. I'm like, what? Then they would talk about men so bad. See, I wasn't in that group right there with the bad men talking. I was still a sinner. Y'all can talk about me and bad all you want to. I love them, and I'm going to be with them when I want to. I don't care what you say about me. And I eased my way on from that group because I saw this is not my cup of tea. This is not you. Either you're going to do what I do or we're not doing anything because I'm not going to follow you. I never was designed to be a follower, and I could see that right then after now. You, you, hey, Bob, you're going to have to get on. So I had one more lady, and she would talk about her war stories and her marriage and stuff like that. I had never gone through that kind of thing. But I never chopped sugar cane down in, in uh, the bottom down there and pee and chopping cane. That wasn't me. And then the last person came. And it was a young lady named Jane, and she spanked her son, she said, and sent him outside to play. He had a heart attack out there in the yard after the spanking. So they said it had to be a severe spanking for the boy to have a heart attack like that. He was, I think, three years old. So I could talk to her, but she talked somewhat on a normal level of a mother and a child and a housemaking and a keeping and a cooking you know, and a sewing and a, this kind of thing. But these other people, I had to separate myself. And look, I knew then God was still with me from the prayers my parents prayed. I wasn't with him now, but he was with me. And I knew, look where you at. You better pray. You ain't in the White House nowhere. It's not church or Sunday school. Look at these people. Some of them you could tell they had been through the storm and lots of rain. Cuts and beats and hacks and abscess, all kind of stuff you never saw before because you've never been there. I began to pray and I began to read the Bible the best that I could. Wasn't understanding a lot of it, but I understood enough. And my bunkie, that's what we call it, she slept next to me. So what you reading in that book? I see you with that Bible all the time. And I began to tell her about Samson and Delilah. And then others would come. Hey, what's she telling you? And she would tell them, y'all think the stories are something? She told me them stories ain't nothing compared to what's in this book. Right after lunch, they would get a blanket 
and they Bible and they'll come sit on the grass to hear. Well, what happened? After we got to read a little further, I can't just tell you, you I want you to see it for yourself. And it grew. I would go to the chapel, the church, listen, and the praise would be awesome. The worship, and when I left out of there, I was blessed. He was doing something for me right then and there. I just didn't understand. Because I had that church mentality, you know. I, I had that self-religion. Yeah, I don't do this, you know. I, I don't cuss. I don't drink. <laughs> I don't tell a joke. Yeah, I had that mentality. Because, see, he, I hadn't allowed God to allow his son to set me free. I was in bondage. I wasn't a true believer. I had my own thoughts, you know, my own ways of doing things. And if you said too many cuss words, oh, oh no, oh, I cannot go over and associate with them. Oh, they said cuss words. See, I became a do-gooder in my own eyes. That wasn't true believing. That was the way of Barbara. I thought I could stop me from doing this. Yeah, I did temporarily like with that eating. With the cooking, temporarily I could do it. But when he came in, I could truly let it go. But that was later on. He didn't do everything overnight for me. Now that cussing, instantly he took it. I wanted it to go. Boy, that's what I wanted. Ooh, take this cussing because I was scared I was going to cuss around the cuss around the bishop a cussing church. I'm just telling you the truth. Minister Shonda, I was scared I was going to get up to testify and go to cussing. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. But he delivered me from that first. Now, the other things he didn't quite deliver me. And for men, it was a minute. He didn't just deliver me, okay, yeah, you know, you're not going to look at no more me. You're not going to look fulfilled. He didn't do it like that. I had to go through some trials. And I had to just say no many times. When if I was still in my flesh, still sinning, I would have just said, yeah, yeah, come on by there. Foolishness. I'll go with you for the weekend. He took that away from me. He took me and showed me in the book, don't let fornication be once named among you. Showed me in the book, adulterers are going to hell if they don't stop. He showed me all the things in the book. When I saw it in the book, I believed it, and I had to back up from it. Oh, no. Fear came on me. Uh-uh, I can't do this. Hey, no, bye-bye, sugar. Hey, I, you ain't called me. No, and I never will call you back. <laughs> he said, don't let fornication be named among you. And I knew he said what he meant in there, and he meant what he said. Because I'm seeking him more now. I done got out of prison. He done made my life, you know, all right and things. He sent me to Birmingham. That's where everything was going to take place for me. My miracles, my blessings, uh, what I needed to do, my calling, my, my choosing, whatever he had for me, it came through Birmingham. 
and it had to come in the way it had to come because I was going to be in him who I was going to be. Nothing fixed up, pumped up, dressed up. No, plain and simple, every day down to earth. That's who I was going to be. And I was not going to follow the crowd. I was not going to follow the church people, people with the new wave, new age church. I was going to stay in the old path and looking around so that I could help somebody through him in the way he wanted me to do it. Not the way everybody else was doing it. I'm one of a kind, just like you. You're peculiar. You're one of a kind. Yeah. And I don't care what's going on with nobody else. You and God have your own relationship. Y'all work it out. He'll send you to hear the truth, but you got to work your relationship out with him. And we can't be concerned about what other people say about our relationship with God because he's not going to do it the same way for everybody. Every one of us, he made us different. Now, we all got to be saved through the blood of Jesus. We all got to be washed clean. But I said he looks beyond fault and yet meet needs, and he does. You know where you're at? But I wasn't a true believer yet. Now, I went to church and got out of prison now, and I'm going to church, taking my children to church. I'm a cheerleader because I... I hear, you know, what I think is true, and I'm loud with the amen, I'm clapping my hand, all of that. I'm cooking every first Sunday breakfast at the church. On Tuesday, I cook Tuesday night dinner for Tuesday night prayer meeting. So when everybody got off work, I wasn't working during the time you come to the church, your dinner for you and your children was already ready to be served. And the church didn't pay for it, I did. On Sunday, this boy would preach with fire. <laughs> and look, before he finished the benediction, the boyfriend would let the church door to pick me up. We riding out to Daytona. Went to church every Sunday. Bible study on Wednesday, prayer meeting on Tuesday. If they had something else on Friday, Saturday, I was right there, me and my children. Children sang in the choir, all kind of stuff. Second oldest son, Lonnie, I mean, first oldest son, Lonnie, at 14, God called him to ministry. He began to preach. 14. And God used him. But that wasn't the place God was going to have us to stay. We, he, he kind of separated us, spread us out, because everybody had to go get what he had for them, and together we wasn't going to do it. So they never would have believed, not my mama, because I done heard them say, now my mama, uh-uh, because they wanted their mama. They don't want God like that. They wanted their mama instead of God, and God just used, just come through my mama when you can. What is that? But, oh, he sent me away from home because the prophet is not honored in his own country, in his own house. He sent me out of there to give, give me what he gave me. Oh, but when I come back, let me tell you something. Holy boldness, strength. He gave me more than I needed to get through. He gave me more than I needed to walk the streets and tell people of his goodness in Orlando. He sent me from church to church, and I would go up in there, and he would use me. Oh, my goodness. I would walk the street and minister on the street. Never skated. Holy boldness. 
Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I didn't have to fear evil. Why? He's with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Many times he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It was him that anointed my head with oil, and my cup ran over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in God forever. Forever. I don't never want to leave him because he's not going to leave me. But I don't never want to leave him, ever. I need him to wake up. I need him to think of what the next move going to be today, even. I need him to dress me today, give me an outfit to wear. I got to go out and get some things done, like the oil change and the brake checked on my truck. I need to dress the way he would have me to dress, because he know what he going to use me. He know who I'm going to meet, the true believer. What we do is we wake up to work. I sit in the garage many mornings and pray, Lord, what to show, what you want me to do today? Lord, I need you to do it because I don't, I don't know what. You give me a topic. Sometimes it looks like the topic is off course with what I'm talking about. But somebody being fed because he knows what we all need individually. I need more Jesus. I need more of his word in me. I need more walking in his word and according to his word. That's what I need. I need more doing what's pleasing and acceptable unto him. I need more obedience, more patience, more love. These are things he he deal with. I need more of his spirit, more of his grace, his mercy, his love. I need more. I'm not satisfied with what I got because I know there's more. And more make me work in the vineyard to, to bring more to him. But more makes me work with that harvest. Until the harvest, many out there can stand on their own two feet. I told y'all about the preacher, I mean, the, 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 the uh, Indian chief in Alaska under the bridge. What I prayed that morning, that man come out in the middle of the streets and was saying what I had said that morning to God. Uh, my godson almost had to hold me down in the middle of First Avenue in Fairbanks, Alaska, downtown, where all everything at. Everybody can see it. I could care less. I heard God right on first. Oh, you shut up. Hey, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Right there on First Avenue. He said, oh, you're the one out here doing this. I said, I'm the one God said. God is doing it. Clothes, coats, socks, that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, I went one Saturday morning. There was a man and a woman out there, and they were sitting next to each other, hugged up. You talking about freezing cold? You ain't felt that because you ain't never been there. Now, if you've been there, you know what that cold is like in Alaska. It's no joke. You look up and it's one degree, zero degrees. What? They were sitting out there all bundled up with their winter gear on. And I walked up there and he said, how you doing? I said, right, how y'all doing? And I started telling them why I come to talk about the goodness of the Lord. They sat there and listened patiently. And then he told me, he said, we want to get married. I'm homeless and she's homeless. And, you know, I started talking to him about the mission and everything. Shante worked over at the women's mission, administrator over there, matter of fact. 
<laughs> and uh, she, I sent him to the mission on the men's side. And I asked him to call me. He said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. We're not getting married yet because I don't have a job. I said, call me. Because I knew people in places, you see. God bless the both of them. When I know the thing, I think it was two-thirds later, they got married and moved out into a spot. He got he already had a job. Yeah. The preacher, I mean the Indian chief, used me under the bridge to draw people from under the bridge. And when God got through, the chief said, you know what? I got to tell you the truth. I mean, a big, tall, sturdy man. You could tell he was in leadership, and nobody in that tribe could fight him. You could tell, boy, he was the business. So look what happened. He said, I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, uh, I left God. Therefore, the people left God. He said, I encouraged them to do what I was doing, drink, party, lay up, whatever. He said, but God has come today to let me know. And I'm going back to the village and take the people. He said, and we're going on back before the Buffalo Ranch. That's what he told me now. I said, okay. We finish up everything down there. God used me to minister, cast out a few demons. And every so often, I rode through there looking for them people. They were not there. Sometimes I didn't even have to go that way. I would on purpose go that way looking. I can remember parking my van, getting down, going down under the bridge, looking around. Wasn't nothing down there. The people were gone back to their village with their king now, with their chief who was leading them back to God because he had come back. He married to the backslide. He don't believe in divorce. He don't care nothing about all of that clubbing and all. What? You think he's small to the clubbing? You don't care nothing about your clubbing, your drinking, your playing cards, bid whiz. He ain't got nothing to do with all that. That's you. But he's not going nowhere. And wherever you go, you're taking him with you. Whatever you do, you're doing it with him. <laughs> he's right there. The true believer. Because he know deep in your heart you believe him. He know deep in your heart you believe the word. You error. You error. You you going astray a little bit. And I don't care how deep you get out there. He'll bring you back. He got away. Many may have heard this before. I had come out of Alabama, had my formula in the morning in the Bible. I'm reading and all that. God used me this and that. But I wanted to get out. And I found this little juke joint. And I went up in there. And they had a live band. And the guy who was over the band and the lead singer, he came to the table to talk to me and this and that. Hey, welcome. I'm so-and-so and this and that. I said, thank you. I done got that Budweiser. Yeah, and I'm sitting there sipping and, you know, thinking I'm looking cute and all of that. Uh, I did that a couple of times on, on, on the weekend, on a Saturday night. <laughs> and the last night, last Saturday night, I had come out the door. They was cooking outside. I, I don't eat everybody's food. I'm just that way. People have dogs in the house. I don't do all that. 
cat hair. Oh, no. But anyway, I went out there to see what was cooking. And I hung out there for a minute watching them and this and that. As I get ready to go back in, this lady come out. Right in the door. She said, hey. And I look, and the lady was drunk. Let me tell you that. She was drunk. She said, you do what I do. I said, yeah. She said, yeah. He said, and let me tell you this. She said, that person came to you and told you they needed some money for the electric bill. She said, but there wasn't no electric bill. They needed it to buy the next set of cocaine. You know what I'm talking about. God knows I knew what she was talking about. Ain't no way that woman knew that. And she went on to tell me, let me tell y'all something. After that, I ran across the street in the dark to a phone booth. This is how long it's been, a phone booth. And I dialed for me a cab. When that, I didn't go back in there. When that cab came, honey, I jumped in the cab and going on down the road, I was some kind of repentant because he let me know if you go in the club, I'm going with you. Wherever you go, you taking me with you. I was like, my goodness, my goodness. After that, you couldn't pay me to go back in a club. I don't care how much amount of money. Because I knew I was taking him up in the party, the wrong party, with me. So it don't matter today. He's on your side. He's for you. That's who he is. And if you remember him, I don't care what you get into, he'll bring you out. But you got to remember him. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I thank him this morning for being for us. He said if he be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. He's more than every thought crazy you can have. He's more than every uh, evil you think you can do. He's more than. He's bigger than any witchcraft doctor, voodoo doctor. He's bigger than any drug habit you ever had, any drink, alcohol uh, uh, addiction you ever had. But we got to believe. We must become true believers. And tell God, Lord, I don't want to have my way. I, I, I want you to have your way in my life. Strengthen me as you have your way in my life. Because a lot of times God begins to move. We think it's the devil. God begins to move. We get weaker. And I don't want it. I don't want to go through it. As Jerry said, Miss Smith said, pass this bitter cup to me. Yeah. So we have to pray to stay straight with Almighty God. He's on our side today. He loves us. He loves us. We have no clue as to how much. I've seen his love for me over and over and over again. I have seen the love of God for me. In the midst of my foolishness, in the midst of my nonsense, God yet loved me. When I was yet a sinner, he died for me. And you. So you think a, a few little thoughts, uh, a few little bad things going to turn him? It ain't turning him nowhere. He already knew. See, that's the thing. We don't surprise him. Now, he can surprise us, but what we do, we don't never surprise God. 
And if we'll keep a personal prayer life, keep a personal Bible study life, when we see this thing coming, begin to pray. Don't, don't, don't get amazed by it and, and get fearful over it and, and, and clam up. No, we begin to pray. Lord, I've done some things too. I haven't always been perfect. Your word said the first one without sin cast the first stone. But God, I want out of this. Get me out of this. And he'll let you know I heard you the first time. I'm doing it. Need you to continue to pray, continue to read your Bible. Continue to walk in that scripture. Because I'm telling you that Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. I can never forget it. That thing has given me a stress-free life. When I say a no-worry life, because I was like anybody else. Oh, boy, I worry over the anything. They diagnosed my son with uh, epilepsy. Oh, my God. I I wasn't confessing. I was in my sins. Oh, not my baby, Lord, dear I'm just acting a pure fool. Pure fool. Never consider going to God and asking him to heal this boy. My daddy did it for me. Because <laughs> he saw I was a fool. <laughs> so he come in and prayed the prayer of faith. Buying them spirits up out my son and the very clothes he had on. He snatched them clothes off and threw them in the fire. From that day to this one, my son never had another seizure. If he was here, he'd tell you the same thing. Because, see, he don't believe in what I believe in. He don't believe in uh, old folks' ways. and You know, he with the new age, new wave stuff. According to whatever. I ain't going to even say the way he think. I bind all that up in Jesus' name. And I loose the spirit of God upon him today in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, I know for myself, we're going to go through some things. There are going to be some things. We're going to do some things. But we can't stay in it. We can't keep wilding in the wrong Wake up, focus, come on back to God. Tell him I want to come home. Leave me home, Father. I'm lost out here. Fix my heart, regulate my mind. I'm not thinking right. I'm not doing right. You know I love you because you do love him. You're off course. And God is the one who can put you back on the right course. Yeah, he loves us today. I can't say that enough. He loves us. And if we'll come unto him when we feel labor and heavy burden, when we feel like we can't do no more even, go to him. He'll fix it. You'll wake up one day and say, oh, you don't think like that. Oh, let me pray. Oh, let me do this. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, remember that scripture today. Yeah. And every, every, every Monday, you'll wake up and get a scripture to carry you through the week. And you'll rely all during the day. you at work. you at this place. You're, at the, you're thinking on that scripture to come back to. 
When you know anything, you standing on that solid rock and you strong. Why? God gave it to you. God made you that way. He did it for you. He brought you out. He fixed it. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful unto him this morning that he can fix any situation we need fixing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Listen, I want to go to this one request. And uh, when we come back from this song, the studio is open this morning. If you have something you would like to say, testimony, uh, talk about something, whatever it is, feel free to press that number one and come in. You can call 619-639-4609. And press that number one this morning to be heard. Hallelujah. And intercessors, I want to add Irene to the prayer list this morning. Uh, She's got some pain. So I need y'all to touch and agree with me and pray for her. I prayed earlier for her. But we need to uh, keep her on the prayer list. Hallelujah. And so we thank God this morning. I'm grateful unto him. I appreciate him. Love him today. Can't make it without him. Hallelujah. And I tell you something, uh, Pastor David, I am so happy. Each morning I see that you are aboard with me. I am grateful unto the Lord for that. Yeah, each morning. Yeah, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. God have a mighty sweet way. Yes, he does. And uh, I am just happy in him. Listen, I want to go to this one this morning. And because uh, we, 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 we getting our requests out. Yeah. And, uh, because this is your station, and this is where you want to hear the songs that you want to hear. And so as you send them to me, I play them. I've still got songs from Louis and um, Sion to get done, and I will work on that today as well. Yeah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank God uh, for his ways and the things he has put in place for us. There are angels in the room. If I get ready to leave here, he's going to send somebody to come over with me, somebody that I won't be afraid of, uh, somebody who, you know, I'm comfortable with. Yeah, when I get ready to leave here, they're going to be ministering angels in the room for me. Hallelujah. For you. For you. I'm sure Brother Frank had him. Yeah, I believe he had him. I want to believe he had him. Angels in the room with him. Yeah. His sister said when he left, he had a smile on his face. I said, yeah. He knew where he was going. He saw what it was on his way over. Yeah. May have been angels. It may have been Jesus may have been there waiting for him. We never know. Oh, you know, be there waiting for me. I don't, oh, glory to his name. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid of him. I'm comfortable with him. I can trust him. All is good. All is good. Hallelujah. So listen, if anyone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. And again, if you want to call in, that number is 619 Six three nine four six zero nine. Dial the number one first. Six three nine. I mean six one nine six one nine six three nine four six zero nine. Hallelujah. All right. No one have anything. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Minister Shonda. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Thank you so much. By the way. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning. You're welcome. Good morning. Um. I have a testimony, and um, I can't keep it to myself. (laughs) Um, Yesterday, I called in uh, to Jesus in the morning and requested prayer, and I know that you all prayed for me. Somebody prayed for me, and um, I prayed for myself, and I want to share this because... um, this was good for me. I prayed. I asked the Lord for the instructions for a fast, and this is what came to me. Um, the part from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Oh, I was like, oh, my goodness. And I said, I got to have a conversation with the Lord. And I said, Father God, I said that, I don't think that's the end. I think that was you bringing that scripture to my remembrance. I said, so I'm not going anywhere. I said, I can't. Where where am I going to go? And I said, Jesus is the way. I can't leave. I I, I refuse to leave, and I won't get up. I'm not going to get up. I was on my knees. I said, I'm not going to get up. I, I said, I can't leave. You're you're the way to heaven, and then it um, went away, and I knew, I know that I'm his. I don't know if it was a test. I don't know, but it happened, and um, I just thank God that I stayed on my knees and had that talk with Jesus because there's nowhere else I could go. I could get up off my knees after I said no. And I told him, I said, no, I'm I'm not going to let you go. I did it, Jacob, until you blessed me. (sighs) Stay there. And I know it sounds strange, but 
could it happen? And yeah. I thank God for Jesus in the morning. I thank God for evangelists. Um, I thank God for the listeners, for anyone yesterday who prayed for me because I feel better in my soul this morning. I know that the Lord is real, and I know that he is helping me, and this is a test. This is a trial. I don't understand it all. A little bit is my fault because um, I decided to waddle and not be in prayer and in my word, but um you know, he does, like the prodigal son, he brings us back, brings me back to my senses, and I thank God that he brought me back to my senses, and that's what I wanted to share this morning. I thank you again, evangelists, everybody in Jesus in the morning, and I hope you all, God gives each and every one of you a blessed day. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, I am grateful unto him. Well, yesterday I knew when praying, the prayer out loud here, I knew not only did he hear, but that he was answering. Yeah. And whenever I feel the spirit of the Lord, I know right then and there, he it's him. He's moving. He's going to do it. Not in the way that I think, but in the way that he does it, which is best for you. Yeah. And so I'm thankful unto him this morning for that testimony, Minister Shonda. Thank him for hearing and answering our prayers. Oh, he's faithful. He's faithful. Yeah, I don't know no other way to say it. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So look, um, is there anyone else? Anyone else? All right, we can get out early. It's not even 9 o'clock, is it? Yeah. It's not two minutes after 9. All right. So if no one else have anything they would like to say, I'll pray us out. And uh, we pray that the Lord will bring us back Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Because I won't be here tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. But I won't be here tomorrow. But on Monday, we're praying that the Lord uh, bring us back. And uh, this weekend, y'all pray for each other. Pray for us. We pray for each other. Yeah, that God will move. On our behalf, yeah, because we need him every minute, every second, really, every hour. We need Almighty God. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to pray out, and then we'll go to our last song of the morning. After the last song, I won't be coming back today. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. Thank you for Minister Shonda's testimony. Father, we thank you again for answering our prayers. Nobody but you, Lord. You're the one we are to depend on. We ask today, Lord, that you will lead and guide us as we depart in the right path for your name's sake. Again, this morning, bless our homes, God, our family, our friends. Lord, you know what's best for us. Show us the way in the name of Jesus and give us a heart and a mind to follow uh, today, oh God. Bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son Christ Jesus today. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings.
of Almighty God upon you today, February the 23rd, 2023, in Jesus' name, amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. We're going to our last request of the morning. And um, again, on Monday, I'm looking for God to, to move on Monday for us again. And uh, just thank you. I think somebody's at the door here, too. Uh, okay, right here.
I put God on it when I didn't know what to do.